Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If a man or a woman looks at another man or a woman with lust, In their heart, they've already committed adultery. Can I go back to the beach? (laughs) Pastor Mark, yeah, we've all been there. We've had the wrong thoughts. We had a lot of wrong thoughts, but the sexual one, yeah. He says, you think just because I didn't go through with it, I didn't do this, you're clean? No, you've already committed adultery in your heart. See, it's not just the body, it's of the mind. Every day, wherever you go, wherever you look, you'll see sexualized advertising. It won't be pornographic, hopefully, but it's intended to arouse sexual feelings in you. It can be very frustrating as a Christ follower to have to deal with this. You don't want to poke your eyes out, so what are you supposed to do? Pastor Mark will be teaching about how to fight this battle which begins in the mind. He'll be talking about aligning your mind with God's mind, which means knowing what God has to say about such things. You'll hear from the scriptures how the early Christians dealt with the very same temptations. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 as he continues his message, Live to Please God. Here's another truth from God. God designed marriage as a building block of society. Satan hates it. You remember what he said, Adam and Eve, have sex, produce children, fill the earth. The home is a foundation. Teach your kids. Dedicate them to God. Teach them to know God. Have a relationship like mom and dad do. That's why God wanted. He wanted the world to. And of course, in chapter 3 of Genesis, Satan came in, destroyed the whole thing. So Satan is out to destroy the home and God's design of sexuality. He's doing a pretty good job. Think of the rate of divorce in our world. And think of all the other things that are happening. Well, let me show you how far this goes. Many of you probably don't know this. I try to keep up with things, and I just thought this was amazing. Just recently, last month, two weeks, whatever, France, in their hierarchy, put a new law in. Here's the new law. France is going to replace the terms mother and father with parent one and parent two on school forms. Now, that doesn't mean in the home you can't call your mom, mom, and your dad, dad. It means in the school. The school books are going to talk about the family. So you can't have that. Now, what is that all about? The removal of mother and father within the educational system, young children, right from the beginning, is brought to stop discrimination against same-sex parents. So your little child, you know, many places in Europe, you can't homeschool. 
impossible, outlawed. You must send your student to a school. Well, if you go to a school and you're a five-year-old and you say, I'm sick, is that parent one or parent two? Now, when that child continues to grow, what's going to be in their mind? Parent one, parent two. What happened to dad and mom? What happened to our heavenly father? Do you see how it works? It's so brilliant by Satan. No longer mother or dad. Parent one, parent two. Because they don't know whether you have two women or two men as their parents. God help us. See, it's going down. Next week, we begin the end times. We're getting closer. And it's about this area because that drive is such a powerful drive. Now, here's lies you hear from Satan. Marriage and sexual purity are outdated. You'll hear people say this. Listen to this quickly. Everybody's doing it. It's okay. How can you know you are sexually compatible unless you first live with somebody before you're married? I hear that all the time. But you know, they never read the stories, the facts, that when you have premarital sex and live with somebody before your marriage, usually your marriage is way less successful than if you'd have said it God's way. Next, how about this one for a lie from Satan? Pornography doesn't hurt anyone, not even you. Really? Friends with benefits is harmless. You know what friends with benefits is? It's just a guy and a gal, kind of meet up, meet up, want to know each other, have dinner, have a lot of fun, go to home, have sex three, four weeks, do it constantly again, everything, sex all the time, no commitment ever. Say, you know, I'm kind of tired of you, boom, go, here we go again. Sounds like somebody else who I already talked about, Ariana. The same kind of a deal. Now look at this. Here's the one that's it's a big time. We're both adults. Well, you are an adult, but you were made in the creation of God. Next, God hates sex and it takes all the pleasure out of life. That's 100% wrong. And this one, I've dealt with this because I've been dealing with people with adultery for 40, 50 years. Committed adultery will enhance your married life. Do you know who teaches that? Many psychologists. I've read it. You having trouble in your marriage? First thing you do, have an affair. It'll really help your marriage. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Now, when you think of that, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Look at this. Hebrews 13, 4. Give honor to your marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. The marriage bed, as you see it here, refers to sexual intercourse within marriage. Honor means valuable. When God opens his word, he speaks truth about marriage and sexuality. We don't have to wonder what we should do. God's word is revelation to us. Now think about this again. What's the truth from God about marriage and sexuality? Number one, God designed marriage and sex. So this is a picture right in front of you of Marriage. It doesn't mean that when you're married, this is the only place you can have intimacy. I ain't even going there, but I'm just saying. It's a picture of one man and one woman 
married to each other, and they honor each other. And marriage is to be honored. This is where marriage belongs, in a relationship between a husband and a wife. Now, what God talks about is this. God gave marriage as a gift to us, and he gave sexuality as a gift for us. Between a husband and wife, remember people say, the world says, oh, he took all the fun out of it. He took all the good stuff out of it. No, he put all the good stuff in it. Marriage, sexuality, intimacy is what? It should be powerful. It should be gentle. It should be what? Care for the other person. How often you do, whatever, that has nothing to do with anything. You just blend each other. By the way, and you know the word, I'll use it, don't go crazy with it. Orgasm was not designed by man, it was designed by God. It means full, full expression of joy. Well, God ruined sexuality. Lord, help us. This is a picture. Can I say it this way? This bed, if done right, is holy. Our sexuality, you don't talk to other people about your sexuality. It's between your spouse and you and God. Keep it that way. That's what God loves. Because he, he's meeting you right there. It's a source of joy. So can I write this? You need to understand the statement. Some people will never agree with this, but this is 1,000% biblical. Sexual intimacy is reserved only for the marriage relationship. So if I take this as marriage, and I'm married, having an affair outside of my spouse is ungodly. It's sin. Now, this is marriage. Having sex before I get to marriage is also a sin. The only place where sexual intimacy and sexual intercourse can take place is within the boundaries that God designed in a marriage, period. As a mark, that's too narrow. Sorry, that's God's word. He knows better than you and I will ever know. It works. It works. It works. It works. Now, I know you see something else on the stage. <laughs> the red cones. That's a mark. How many of you like to drive Minton now with the red cones? You can't. At 192, I don't know whether I'm going to heaven or where I'm going on that road. There's red cones everywhere. Well, here's what you want to write. The red cones around the bed are a picture of God's love for us. That red cone, when you see a red cone, what is it? It's a warning. Careful. Careful. Do the red cones, they're supposed to be, do they, do they direct you? <laughs> Not here they don't, but red cones kind of direct you, don't they? Or you see the sign is, left lane closed above, and next, uh, next road here. 20 minutes to the next, you can only have one lane. Well, what are these? Well, this is God just taking away all the joy from sex, putting stupid warning things in front of it. No, this is God saying, I love you. Do it my way, and you will be blessed. Do you know the character of God? Do you think God's against you? No. Students, do you actually think God's against you? No, he's for you. If there's anybody that needs to understand these principles at a young age before you delve into things, it's our students. Parents, they need to hear it from the home. They need to hear it from the word of God. And then they have to decide for themselves, is this is what they want. 
We love you students. That's why we ask you to be in. I've been married, my wife and I now, way more than 50 years. We understand this. We know if you'll honor God, he will honor you. We love the students. We love who they are. And you are the only ones that can get into a school district or on a bus or whatever, go to a college. And you can be, as God said, different. Not weird, but do it God's way. And you'll live your whole life so thankful for what you heard from God's word today. Now, don't look at it like God is taking things away. No, he's just given a clear warning. Now, Paul had to write this to the church at Corinth. Look what he writes. Don't you realize, Paul says, that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't fool yourself. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or that's all the sexual parts, then here's a lifestyle that's unpleasing and things that are not sexual or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive and cheap people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now look at the first word. Don't you realize? Why did Paul say that? Because the church didn't realize. Now when you see these, all these things listed, this is not a one-time mistake. This is a lifestyle. If it's a lifestyle of homosexuality, you're in trouble. But as you look at all of this, or any of these other things, you know, in our world, there's billions of people that have no idea that a lifestyle of sexual sin and these other sins, not loving God, doing your own thing, they have zero chance of going to heaven. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have missionaries. That's why we go throughout the world. That's why our things are online for you that are here. Maybe you're mad at me. I'm sorry. I'm teaching God's love for you. Amen. Paul had to say, don't you realize? Look, I'm trying to tell you, you're not going to live here forever. You're going to die. I want you in heaven. That's God's will. That's why Jesus came, so that everybody could go to heaven. Let me read you something. Just something I put in myself. Pastor Mark, I wish I had heard God's instructions before now. But I've already crossed the line. I've sinned sexually. Is there anything I can do now, or is it too late? That's a valid question. Here's what I would say to that. We cannot change your past, but you can stop sinning today. And you can begin a new life of sexual purity. Here's one other thing I want to say. Some of you are not in that lifestyle anymore. Or that event, that, that one event that happened. And maybe you've already asked God to forgive you. Right thing to do. But you know who keeps bringing it back up to you? Satan. Been there. With any kind of sexuality. Or any kind of sin. Most of mine are other things that I've done are sin. Satan just comes back and he loves to condemn us. Let me mention a couple words. You lost your virginity. You wish you had never done it. You had an abortion. It drives you crazy. You know it wasn't right. Or bomb, boom, boom, boom. You had an affair and you destroyed your home. And you blamed it on somebody else. And now you get the kids every third weekend or whatever. 
I want to say to you, there's hope from God. Look what Paul writes. Oh, I love this. This is connected to what I just read you. Look what Paul says. Some of you were once like that. You lost your virginity. You're in a homosexual lesbian relationship. You had an abortion. You've been watching pornography and you're stuck with it. Some of you were once like that. Notice word, were, past tense. Let's read it together with empathy in your heart. Here we go. That is not you any longer. That's the word from God. Satan says, yeah, look what you did, look what you did. No, 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 that's not me anymore. Why? Here it is. But you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of God. As you look at that, that's what I've been praying for all weekend. Not just the sexual area. But when we sin, what does John say? If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. And he takes those sins that enemy wants to bring back. Remember the battles where? It's right here. He always brings it back to you. Tries to get you to go through that whole thing again. Just tell him, sorry, that's not me anymore. I've been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been totally changed. So when I see that, what I'm having my heart is simply this. You remember the woman caught in the very act of adultery? And the Jewish leaders were there and they were going to stone her. It wasn't just an act of adultery. That was what she did. She was a prostitute over and over again. And Jesus said to the guys with the stones, if you don't have any sin like this or sin, just throw the stone. Well, they all dropped. Don't laugh. We're the same. We drop every stone because we're not perfect in this room. And then Jesus said to the woman, where are your accusers? I'm sure she had her eyes closed because she thought she's done for. Stoning would be horrible. And she looked around and she said, there's none here. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Now go back to your life. You've been freed. Is that what he said? He said, I don't condemn you either. Leave your sin and follow me. See, you can't puddle around in it. We slush around in that old lifestyle. No, you got to get rid of it. Put your clothes in the laundry. Clean it up. Get your heart clean and move away from that old lifestyle. That's what Jesus was saying. And he says the scripture, he who the son sets free is free indeed. She was not free to go back. She was free to be a different person. That is not me anymore. Why? It's called the grace of God. You know why I said that we're all guilty, myself included? One day, Jesus made a pretty bold statement. Here's what he said. If a man or a woman looks at another man or a woman with lust in their heart, they've already committed adultery. Can I go back to the beach? (laughs) Pastor Mark, yeah, we've all been there. We've had the wrong thoughts. We had a lot of wrong thoughts, but the sexual one, yeah. He says, you think just because I didn't go through with it, I didn't do this, you're clean? No, you've already committed adultery in your heart. See, it's not just the body, it's of the mind. And so what does the Old Testament do? 
careful what you look at. Students, watch what you're watching. The movies you're going to. The books you're reading. The people that are unbelievers telling you this is the way to do it. Look, I did this texting thing. This is fantastic. Don't even go there. You don't have to be different. You don't have to say to them, I'm different than you. Just say to them, not interested. That's all. You're in charge of your own body. And God's already redeemed it. Just enjoy life. Now, I'm going to do two things. In a moment, I'm going to pray. Some of you here, you've never really turned your life over to God. You may be at church and you come regularly. I'm glad you do. But if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, here's the danger. You do not have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So you will never defeat sexual temptation and your own strength. Mm, I'm big, I'm muscle. It ain't going to help. You need the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit. God, to come in and empower you so that you can obey the commandments of God. Or some of you used to follow God, but you got away. Maybe you entered a sexual area, maybe you didn't. You just got away from God and you're trying to do your own thing. I want to tell you, today is the day to come back. Come on home. If you need Christ, all you have to do is repent, ask God to forgive you, tell him that you believe in him, that Jesus died on the cross, and you will be saved. That's just the start. That's who Paul was teaching, brand new believers who left their old world and became, that's not me anymore. I now am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I want you or those of you that want away and need to come back home, Satan, I know, says to you all the time, don't even come back to God. He's not interested in you. Wrong. He wants to give you a brand new start. And that's the way it works. Why is that? Because of the word grace. We don't deserve it. None of us. Be bold enough to take a stand and say, I'm ready to come to Christ or come back. And here's my hope for you. Those of you that have been bombarded by Satan's thoughts, stuff you did in the past, can't get it out of your mind. I'm praying for you that God will just say to you, that's not you anymore. You've been freed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You can leave today assured by the word of God that you've been forgiven. And maybe it was years ago and it comes back. Don't listen to the liar. You're done. That's not you. It's in the past. Remember, that's who you were. That's not who you are now. So I'm expecting freedom to flow through our campuses because that's what God wants to do. Father, thank you for your word. Teach us our students with us. We love them so much. We're so proud of them as they stand. Just give them strength in this next generation, God. They're facing stuff we've never seen in our life. But that's no problem for you. You're the God Almighty. So, Lord, change hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Today, Pastor Mark talked about the significance God placed on marriage and its importance to a stable society. He also shared how the world system is trying to diminish marriage's importance. Pastor Mark also talked about the need for you as a Christ follower to resist the pull of the world toward its way of thinking by filling your head with God's thinking. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Well, this concludes Pastor Mark's teaching, Live to Please God. Next time, he'll begin the teaching, Resurrection, the Believer's Hope. In that teaching, he'll share the Apostle Paul's instructions to the Thessalonians about the end times and the resurrection of the dead. You'll learn about the hope the Christ follower has not only in this life, but the life to come after death. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.